177 Dallas Arlington AT&T Stadium in the books 450 class insane crazy race we're gonna break it down for you I'm Adam here with Claudio what's up Claudio not only was it a crazy race but a lot of events happening within the race I can't wait to talk about it it's it's definitely a good one and let's just go ahead and start with qualifying times because there's a lot to cover on this one all right I hear you. Let's go ahead and just jump right into this race. Lots of exciting stuff happened, but it did start with the qualifying. And no surprise that our fastest qualifier was Cooper Webb with a 50.012. Now, this is what's crazy about this qualifying times. The top 14 were all within one second of each other. So Cooper Webb, Justin Hill, Marvin Muskin, Zach Osborne, Cole Seeley, Joey Savacci, Eli Tomac, Ken Roxon, Tyler Bowers, Justin Brayton, Justin Barsha, Dean Wilson, Blake Baggett, Aaron Plessinger with a 50.9. Everybody was right there. It was awesome. Chad Reed, 15th, Alex Ray, Bogle, LeMay. Uh, but yeah, even Bowers up there, everyone running the same lap time. You know that calls for some good racing. Yeah, exactly. A lot of following around and a lot of just taking advantage of what you're given on the race. And it showed already from the qualifying times, as you mentioned, everybody within a second of each other, more than the top 10. And that already insane. Insane. So let's go ahead and jump into this 450 heat number one. Uh, and we had Red Plate Roxon at the time lining up for this 450 heat number one. So he was definitely the one to watch. He actually got the whole shot, but on that little wall jump thing, he almost went over the bars and gave it up to Joey Savacci. But uh, he passed him back pretty fast. It was pretty good. We also had Zach Osborne in this race, too, making his debut return. Uh, debut in the 450 class and returned to racing after his injuries. Uh, he actually almost did the same thing Chase Sexton did with like drug his like foot peg on that wall jump. And actually, he went down though. <laughs> Chase Sexton did yeah, go but down. He, did he go, went down. <laughs> exactly. He did go down. He also got hit by Plessinger, who was coming really close. And uh, I kind of ran him over a little bit. You know, I feel like he tried <laughs> to avoid him, but there was not really a spot, you know, like else for uh Aaron Plessinger to go to and you can just see him like kind of like trying to wheelie over his legs so Osborne <laughs> actually got really 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 lucky after going down and uh almost getting run over completely by uh Aaron Plessinger it was definitely it was it was, it was a rough night for Zach Osborne definitely yeah. a rough night to come back we said yeah if you listen to our show uh our preview show we said he uh we we didn't expect to see him uh in that top five or anything so and we were right about that. So you said we were wrong about a bunch of things. We got that right. Yeah, I guess listening right. listening back, it's uh, we 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 did we did get uh, we we know our thing or two <laughs> over here. So, but uh, yeah, Osborne wasting no time and start making moves through the through the pack and trying not to get to the LCQ. You know, I mean that's the least you can do. Savachi and Wilson battling for third place. They actually touch wheels for for a bit. Wilson makes the pass after a couple of turns, but Sabachi gets him back. Sabachi was on fire. He looked very, very good. Osborne makes a pass to advance over Chisholm, 
who made it a little hard, a little battle on him, but it wasn't hard enough for your former champ, Ken Roxon, who takes the win on this one for the third time this year, followed by Justin Hill, and a yeah. finally a great race by him, I think. Joey Sabachi oh, yeah. got third. Dean Wilson got fourth. Justin Braden got fifth. Plessinger got sixth. Carlin Gardner in seventh. Ben LeMay in eighth. And then Zach Osborne makes it through after going down and yeah. everybody else going to the AC- LCQ. Yeah, he was uh, dead last at one point. So, I mean, I, I guess it's good that he qualified. So, he did. He definitely rode. His lap times were good. He rode good. Just, just some tough luck situations for him, which we'll get yeah. into. But, yeah, Ken Roxon throwing a little trick over the finish line, a little one-hand, one-footer kind of thing, little action. That's yeah. that's how we like it here. You always do a trick. If you win the race, you have to do a trick. So yeah, that we cool. haven't given out any any fines yet for not doing a, a trick on the finish line jump. So good job, boys. And uh, But, yeah, Ken Roxon feeling himself, you know, getting that heat win and, um, you know, making it look easy. He looked, he looked really good. He looked comfortable and... Uh, it showed. It showed through the whole night. Yeah, we got to talk about Justin Hill just real quick because what what happened? It was just like he couldn't even get in top 10, and now he's like running up front with the second fastest time in qualifying. Like, what happened to Justin Hill this week? That extra rest week, you know, he rested for a week or, or whatnot, the one that he yeah. sat out. Yep, he took that week off. That's what it is. So good move on his part. Hopefully he can keep it up. Yeah, especially coming into this East Coast. Of course, he definitely seems to do pretty good on this East Coast, so we'll see. But, uh, yeah, Adam Entignap, Kyle Chisholm, your two HEP guys going to the LCQ with, like, Ronnie Stewart. Uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into this 450 heat number two because this is where things definitely got a little spicy. <laughs> yeah, first off, right off the start, Legend Chat Reed with the whole shot, and the crowd just goes nuts. Like, everybody goes crazy. I was going crazy. He was followed by Cole Seeley, Eli Tomac, right on his tail. Blake Baggett, I believe, was in the mix. Cooper yep. Webb was also there, not with a great start, but he was there as well. Justin Bogle, who has been progressing uh little by little every week and uh yeah every everybody else uh right there Cole Seeley who makes a pass for the lead over the the legend how dare you Cole Seeley <laughs> pass the legend and uh here comes Eli Tomac for the pass as well on legend chat read yeah got uh, him in the whoops Cooper Webb meanwhile trying to work on Baggett but uh Baggett did not make it easy on Cooper Webb they exchanged plays a couple of times. They put a really good race, those two. Uh, nice little battle. The Blake Baggett that everybody was kind of like expecting to see this weekend. But here's the night right here. Tyler Bowers, who came out of nowhere and put a very aggressive move on Justin Barsha. And they're saying how he was still kind of butthurt about last year in Vegas. He went a little bit too hard on him and... Justin Barsha did go out. You know, he, he just was walked already away. De- <laughs> Once he got hit, he just walked away. He like did what Baggett did when he crashed last week. He just yeah, you know, just walked right off the track. Like you he's just, played it pretty yeah. cool. We've seen Barsha really- though, like flip people off and just like I saw that he played it pretty cool. Just walked away. Just walk away, bro. Just walk away. He, he don't want no problems. He just gonna. <laughs> Uh, There's know, a lot of history it. between those two riders, though, lots of it. And you can actually track uh, last year's history on our 
Instagram page. We have what happened in Vegas. We have whenever Bowers landed on Barsha and ended his Supercross season. Uh, that's all on there. So there's definitely some history between these two riders. And Bowers, I don't know. You said it was overly uh, an aggressive pass. I thought it was, you know, just a pass. <laughs> they did both fall, though. So somebody made a really good point, and this is a good way to measure a pass if it's too aggressive or not. Right here in the, in the MXSX podcast, we said if somebody gets hurt or if you break somebody's bike, right? I think it's uh, only, if you break somebody's bike, that's just amateur. That's amateur rules. But for the pros, okay. as long as someone, if someone gets hurt, then it's dirty. If someone doesn't get hurt, then it's totally fair game. That's how I feel. It's too aggressive. So uh, I guess somebody said that if both of the riders go down, this, it was overly aggressive. Like if the pe- person that's making the block pass goes down as well. It was a little bit too aggressive. And I kind of agree. I kind of agree. Like, if if you go in and you go down trying to pass someone, then you tr- you went for a quote-unquote dirty pass. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's something. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that, but th- that's the thing with it. There's really no clear way to judge if something's too aggressive or not. That's why I like my rule. If, if someone gets hurt, then yeah, you cross the line. <laughs> no, and I'm with you. I'm totally with you. It's just this one right here, it was an aggressive pass. I don't feel it was dirty. It was definitely aggressive, though. But anyways, Cole Seeley takes the win. Yeah, yeah. So, Woo. so put, put in the Hondas up there for the heat races. That's right. Uh, Eli Tomac got second. Cooper Webb got third. Blake Baggett, who we mentioned, passed Chad Reed for fourth. And the yellow flag. Uh, Chad Reed <laughs> in fifth. Justin Bogle in sixth. Marvin Muskin in seventh. Chris Blows in eighth, who is right, racing the 450 in this race. I don't know if he's going to do it for the East Coast, but definitely in this race. And then Cole Martinez on the ninth spot and last transfer qualifying spot for, for the main. Uh, some of the people that are going to the LCQ, Scott Champion, Tyler Bowers, who, who we talked about a little bit, uh, Justin Barsha, who actually DNF this race, Nagy, uh, Politelli, who I said it was down. So uh, Yeah, Barsha looked like to, he had a bike problem. Like he, there was something, like something happened to his bike, too. So Yeah, it looked like he broke the, the clutch lever, I think it was, and... Um, he wasn't able to like get it going. Like he like bend it or some stuff. Like he had a he he definitely messed up his bike. Uh, Pat Bowers did. <laughs> well, speaking of Bowers, he was was supposed to be in this LCQ, but uh, they disqualified him for quote unquote overly aggressive riding. That's why this is such a big deal because he got disqualified. And in the 250 class, we saw a very similar pass when Oldenburg took out Martin. Exactly. It was the same exact pass in the same, same corner. exact corner, same exact way. Uh, the only difference was that Oldenburg, who was the person taking out or making the pass, uh, stayed up. And Alex Martin or Justin Barsha, you know, who will be Justin Barsha in this case, went down. Tyler Bowers put a statement out and he was he apologized. He said, it, obviously, that he didn't mean to, you know, he didn't feel like it was overly aggressive, of course. He... He wasn't even mad at the fact that he got disqualified. Like he understand, he's just mad at the fact that they're not consistent. They've never been consistent. Exactly, and I think, and and that's the thing. Like they've never been consistent, and it just he feels like a lot of the times they're not consistent is with him. I wonder if he's well, got anything to do with the union type thing that he's trying to start with the yeah. riders. 
and the mechanics and stuff. I don't not the union because it sounds bad, but like well, yeah, no, he's you know, been one of the leading one of the leading voices against the whole Limegate uh, little conspiracy thing. So exactly, I think he's kind of throwing it out. His statement was seriously so long. He touched on so many different things. It's on his Instagram uh, if you want to read the whole thing. But he pretty much just apologized said it wasn't fair and just kind of laid out the whole situation, which I think is kind of shady. And I think it also he's right that they are inconsistent, but not even just with him. But I remember last season, too, when all the riders were, like, getting penalized for cutting the track or whatever, getting an advantage off the track or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, they were all different. It seemed like every time it was a different uh, penalty or a different the severity of these penalties was different and even with yeah. like jumping on the red cross and all these different things they were different for each rider like every single time there was nothing consistent exactly. about it at all and i think that's that's his like main pet peeve on this like he's not even mad that he got disqualified he's just mad that they're not very consistent with the calls yep. i feel like he's a hundred if not 99 percent right on on this like he Definitely uh, handle it the way that he, like a professional, like he is. Well, let's go ahead and move into this LCQ then, this race that went on without Tyler Bowers. We do have Justin Barsha in this. And one thing I didn't mention earlier was it was a pretty rough night for Barsha. And it started off in practice because he actually almost died in practice uh, doing that big double into the rhythm section. Like his feet, like he almost ejected and somehow he saved it and didn't die. But... Oh yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I totally forgot about that. He like yeah. endo and like he like kicked in the air, like he's trying to kick the bike down. I don't know, but yeah, he got very very lucky on that too. Yeah, he looked like he was gonna uh, bail, but then he decided not to. Good thing because he ended up not crashing, but just scary moments for him for sure when uh, practice. But not a scary moment for friend of the show Ronnie Stewart as he pulled the whole shot in this race. Yeah, it was crazy. Ronnie Stewart pulled a whole shot, followed by Kyle Chisholm and teammate Alex Ray. Yeah, uh, Justin Barsha was right there as well. Yeah, Barsha to quickly, obviously, move to the front of the pack and makes a pass uh, on Ray after he made a mistake and yeah. uh, right over jumped like one of the triples in the rhythm section. And Ricky Carmichael said he quote unquote head slaps himself. <laughs> he head slapped yeah. himself on that triple. Yeah, he. Yeah, he hit pretty hard that face of that of that next jump. And uh Scott Champion closing on fourth place on Ronnie Stewart. Yeah. And Champion with a great pass over Ronnie Stewart. Yep. Right before the white flag for the fourth spot and last spot to qualify for this main event. Uh but he threw it away after a big mistake when he hit some of the loose dirt right before the rhythm section and allowed Ronnie Stewart to get that last spot and get yes. into the main. Uh, so Barsha won this, obviously, as he should. Throwing a big whip, too. He threw a he was flat going over that finish line, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. He was a little bit too happy about it, but that's good. <laughs> I love that. Uh, hey, it's, in, it's the rules. It, you have to. Yeah, Alex Ray got second. Cal Chisholm third. Ronnie Stewart fourth, yeah, almost, yeah. almost making it. The seven deuce deuce, but <laughs> an, another weekend without you making it, my friend. And so, maybe next week. <laughs> maybe luck next there's week. always, yeah, there's always the next week. So uh, maybe he will with a triple. I, I, it's gonna be a little hard with the whole triple crown situation coming up. So. Yeah, uh, I was cheering well, for Ronnie Stewart so hardcore this race. I was just like, I was so happy. Not that I don't have anything against Scott Champion, but whenever they cut to him and being on the ground, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good good for Ronnie. But yeah, let's uh, let's jump into this main event because... Main event. 
this is where it's at. Like we thought with the whole Bowers Barsha situation is the highlight of this uh, episode right here. No, my friend. That's right. And speaking of our LCQ winner, Barsha, he just had a terrible gate pick all the way on the outside, and he almost pulled the whole shot. He had, like, a super awesome jump, but Justin Hill went a little wide in that first turn and just pushed Barsha, just slammed him, actually. He went off the track and turned into a, a terrible start. Yeah, just <laughs> uh, more bad luck for Justin Barsha uh, in Arlington. So Roxen pulling the whole shot with a very close Eli Tomac, Muskin as well, uh, Justin Hill, and everybody else. Uh, like you mentioned, Barsha almost taking it, but he got just bumped right before the turn. Roxen not letting Eli Tomac go after you know he he gets passed by him at the beginning. Eli Tomac, once he jumped out front, I was just like, oh, God, like, there he goes. He's gone. Because it looked like he even started to, like, open up a lead on everyone, too. But they started reeling him back in. At the same time, Cooper Webb, he's, like, in seventh place. Uh, Not the greatest start ever for him, but he quickly started to work his way up. Like, Seeley was up there, but Cooper Webb got by him for sixth place. Uh, Justin Hill, with his great start, he just started falling back a little bit. Osborne and Plessinger were still up there in like that top 10 kind of area. Uh, but up front, like you said, Roxon, he did finally get by Muskin, and then he starts to reel in Eli Tomac. And once he catches him, he gets by him pretty quick after that finish line jump. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, Tomac, he then responds, and the crowd's just going crazy already. And the crowd was awesome all night. They were so into it, and they had to be just because the racing was so intense. Oh, dude, it was so good. Uh, meanwhile, you see Marvin Muskin just waiting for for any, any mistakes so he can make a pass. But uh, where is uh, Cooper Webb still, you know, sitting in sixth place? The only one missing in this four-way battle. So we had the four guys that are battling this championship, and he's the only one missing from it. Yeah, uh, for a minute Eli, at least. Yeah, Eli Tomac goes down. And quickly just loses positions and goes back to like seventh place, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, uh, Osborne tries to pass Tomac, but goes down and not be able to stop for the turn after that whoop section. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, he got a little uh, sketchy in that whoops and just went right over that turn. And then he got up and he was just kind of like holding his shoulder. I was just like, oh gosh, is he really going to be know. For real, yeah, I saw that. He was definitely not in a rush to get back on the track. I'm not sure if he DNF'd this race, but he definitely went down like a bunch of laps. So I'm not 100% sure if he continued to ride or if he didn't finish, but not a great return for Zach Osborne. Yeah, we have to keep an eye on that to see uh, if there's anything, you know, if he's if he's hurt again or not. Tomac, no looking like himself and gets passed again by Aaron Plessinger. And the championship is getting, just, just getting away at this point for him. Meanwhile, Webb finally gets around Blake Baggett and immediately gets in the hunt for the for his teammate Marvin Muskin, who was sitting in uh, second place, if I'm not mistaken, yep. at this point. Uh, Muskin also started closing the gap on Roxon, both looking for their first win of the season, although Roxon looked like this was it. Like, this was yep. the win for him. Uh, Webb and Muskin started battling in second, which helped Roxon a little bit to open up that gap. Just a little bit, Dub. Just to open up the gap a bit. And, yeah, his, uh, I was going to say his gap wasn't very big because they stayed within like two seconds pretty much the entire uh, entirety of this race. 
Web Cooper Webb finally gets by his teammate and Yeah, he's doing that is... quad too. He was jumping this quad and it just the crowd's going crazy and he was just oh, hauling. Yeah. And we're just like trying to do the math. Oh, he's uh whatever it is, point two seconds faster lap. We're just like, Oh my gosh, like he can catch him. This is gonna happen. I know. And at this point I was like, There's no way that, you know, he's gonna let Cooper Webb beat him again. There's no way that he's gonna let A two happen again. But it did. And he did. Uh, in the most dramatic no. fashion ever, because it comes down to the white flag, the last lap. Ken Roxon's out front. Cooper Webb is charging behind him. We get to the whoop section right before the finish, and Cooper Webb is there. He is on him. And then in that turn, he knows he's got to hit him. So he did. He gave him a little bump, and then it was just a drag race to the finish. And you look up at the scoreboard, and Cooper Webb's the winner after they go over the finish line jump. And it was a little sketchy because in previous races, we've seen that white line across the finish line jump to kind of signify, up oh, this is the finish. Uh, I didn't see that there, so it was like hard to tell where exactly that finish was because it was definitely a photo finish. They gave it to Cooper oh. Webb by .02 seconds, two hundredths of a second. So the closest, of a second. the closest finish in Supercross history, what we got to witness, and that's what made this race the best. But uh, well, I will tell you, the way they were running on that white flag lap with Ken Roxon out front, Cooper Webb in second, Joey Savacci in fifth, I had all those three. <laughs> I had all those three picks, but uh, <laughs> Cooper Webb messed that up for me, which is totally cool. Cooper Webb's my hero after this race. The way he came back and just won that race, it just blows my mind. It was it was incredible. Epic what Cooper Webb did, what we witnessed, as you mentioned. Uh, very unfortunate for Ken Roxon. Uh, I hope this doesn't bring him down because... He's there, man. He's he's almost there, and yep. it's very, very unfortunate. I wonder who's going to get that first win, either if it's going to be Ken Roxon or Marvin Muskin. I wonder if anyone else will win or if it's just going to be Cooper Webb the rest of the season. We'll have to wait and see. Detroit yeah, it's, this uh, week. It's crazy, man. We go into this triple crown. Yeah, and Cooper Webb definitely loving that target in his back. He got that red plate back. Uh, Ken Roxon got second. Marvin Muskin got third. That's your top three right there. Baggett in fourth. Joey Savacci in fifth. Cole Seeley in sixth. Justin Barsha in seventh. Dean Wilson in eighth. Aaron Plessinger in ninth. Justin Braden, that's your top ten right there. Chad yeah. Reed, just outside the top ten. Legend Chad Reed with an 11th place. Eli Tomac in 12th, which did not help him out for this uh, championship hunt. And I want to, I, I mean, I don't know if Cooper Webb's going to run with any bad luck, but that's definitely what Eli Tomac might need for for a miracle. Uh, Justin Hill in 13th, Kyle Chisholm in 14th, Ben LeMay in 15th, Cole Martinez in 16th, Chris Blows in 17th, Carlin Garner in 18th, Alex Wright in 19th, uh, Justin Bogle in 20th, Ronnie Stewart in 21st, and then Zach Osborne in 22nd place. That's right. And Cooper Webb is your red plate holder again, RPC, red plate coop. He is two points up on Ken Roxon, 150 to 148. Marvin Muskan is in third place with 144. Tomac dropped back to fourth with 134 points. Dean Wilson, uh, 110 points, rounding out your top five in these points. But it was just a great race. Detroit's coming up. We're going to see who can take it. Uh, one other thing I wanted to add is, 
Uh, we saw Chad Reed get his whole shot in the heat race and Justin Hill do good in the heat race and in qualifying. And it was it was a good uh, weekend for the Joe Gibbs racing as they their rider won the uh, Daytona 500, Denny Hamlin. And, you know, with the passing of J.D. Gibbs, uh, it was just kind of like an emotional weekend for them. So good job for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the top three actually, uh, all JGR riders or drivers on the yeah, Daytona 500. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, great weekend of racing for everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Motocross Supercross podcast. Make sure you check us out on Instagram, follow, like, uh, do the same with Facebook, and stay tuned for our next episode.